Okay, good morning. Today's daf is daf tes. Today's shir is Le'ilunishmas Shlomo ben Yehuda, Eitan Gabriel ben Tzvi, and sorry, and for a full shleim of Chaya Chai Kabas Bov Michla, Yitzchak Yehuda ben Miriam, and Zama Morach. Zalmamorachai ben Merim, they have a complete and speedy recovery. Um, okay, so we're t- towards the bottom, just a heads up. At least the second Amur of today's daf is notoriously tricky, but I'm sure we'll manage it. Um, I'll try to use some diagrams, let's see how that goes. Um, but okay, but to start the first pass, not too bad. Um, daf, let's go from Daf Ches Amur Bey's fourth last line, last word, last word of the fourth last line, um, or, yeah, 8b. Um, remember yesterday we, lo- we were learning, I mean, the, the primary discussion up to here has been what's the source for, um, what's the source that uh, you don't do Yibum to an Erva and Tsaras and, and to her Tsara. So the Gomorrah, remember we brought two, we so far have two sources. We have the one is the Rabbonin had, it's from Xerah Shava of Oleo Oleho. Which connects Yibum to the Arayos to tell us that even in the case of Arayos, Yibum still applies, and the Isra of Yibum still applies. And then the second, um, and then we had Rebis, which was um, based on a different pasuk. The extra it says Velok, it could have said Velokach, and it says Velokcha, and it could have said the Yavam, the Yivam, and it says the Yivmo. So the, so the so that's Rebbe's source. Now the Gemara asks, "But Rebbe, hi, Oleo, my Ovidle. What does Rebbe do with the Xera Shava of Oleo, Oleo? Again, the Oleo that can so according to the Tanakama, Oleo. Um, according to the Tanakama, it was used to teach the Drosha that you don't do Yibum to the Erva or Hetzora." But according to Rebbe, what's that Zereshava coming for? So basically, what he's, it's going to bring, we're going into the source for Chattas. We know there's a, if someone does Averas, the Chumash speaks about it, was actually last week's Parsha largely, um, speaks about bringing a Chattas. And again, it depends, is it the, and, and there are a few different types of Chattas for specific scenarios. Either there's a Chattas of an individual, a Chattas of an individual who serves Avodah Zorah, there's a Chattas of a, where the Sanhedrin make a mistaken ruling, and based on based on that ruling, ben, um, many people sin. A majority of Bnei Israel sin. That's called the Par Helem Davar. Then there's the Par Kohen Hamashiach. If the Kohen Gadol makes a ruling and acts on it, and it turns out it's a mistake, so he brings the Par Kohen Hamashiach. Then there's the Par. There's a special avoiders. Uh, there's a special Chattas, certain cases with the Nasi. There's a special Chattas for Avodah Zorah done by individuals, a special Chattas by a community, um, by a mistake regarding Avodah Zorah. So there are many different types of Chattas, but nowhere does it clearly mention what Averas are we talking about. Is it any Avera in the Torah that someone does that they bring a common Chattas? What sort of Averas are we talking about that these laws that you do, Yibum, uh, sorry, that you, do, that you bring a common chattis in any of these scenarios, when does it apply? So that's what we're going to be bringing it about. So he says, Ein chayovim beizdin 
So, 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 me boy, Leila, can detanya. So, Rebbe needs the drosha of Oleo for the following teacher. Says, "Aim chayovim based in al davosh as a doina kares fishki gokos chattes." Based in, I this is again if the Sanhedrin issue a ruling and it turns out it's a mistake, and most of the Israel followed that ruling, they bring the special korban. So, when is this? Al davosh as a doina kares fishki gokos chattes. For someone who does an Avera that is, if it was done on purpose, it would be a Kores. And therefore, when it's done by mistake, it's a Korban Chattas. So that's the primary um, thing. And yeah, we'll go into it more. But again, the point here is, um, the, and the important point for us is, oh, now we know what Averas does a person, would a person or would someone have to bring a Korban Chattas for? And Avera that when done on purpose would be high of Kores. So high of Kores and more severe. And Tosos just point out when it says Kores, he says that's excluding Chayve Lavim, anything that's a regular negative commandment. And when it emphasizes something that if you did it by mistake, you'd have to bring a Korban Chattas. He says that's limutei pesach umila to exclude a korban pesach umila. That even though they're a positive commandment with kores, if you transgress them, you don't do that. And again, similarly with um, avodah zorah, well, we'll come to avodah zorah shortly. So he says v'chein. So again, so uh, if Sanhedrin issue a mistaken ruling and Bnei Israel practice based on that mistaken ruling, I and if they would have done it on purpose, they would have been high of kores. When but when they realize the mistake, when Sanhedrin realized the mistake, they have to do. Um, they bring this. They bring a korban, a par, a special par helem dover, a special bull as a chattas. So to the Kohen Godel, again, he makes an issue of a ruling, and it's to do with, and it, and he carries it out. If he would have done it on purpose, he would have been Chayav Kores. In this case, he brings his Chattas. And in a case of Avodas Kochovim and the special Chattos that, some, that the community brings, where most of them end up serving Avodas Zorah based on the ruling of the Sanhedrin, again, that would only be if they do Avodas Zorah in a way that would be of Kores for Chattas. For example, if there's an idol that has a specific way of serving it, but you hug or kiss it, you granted you're doing that as a service to Lavodazara, you would not be Chayav Kores. Um, it would be, I mean, the time that would always be Chayav Kores would be if you um, slaughter to it, um, if you bow to it, etc. Okay, but either way, that is. Yeah, it says v'tanan nami, and we also learnt in a mishnah. Call mitzvah shabatorah shechayim al zdona kores val shkigos Any mitzvah in the Torah that if someone transgresses it on purpose, they would be high of kores. If they do it by mistake, they bring a chattas. Now, in in these cases, yochid. If it's an individual who does the avera, maybe kivsoi seira, he brings a female lamb or a female kid. Nasi, if it's a nasi. A ruler, a king, maybe Sa'ir, he brings a goat. Moshiach obeyed in navy par. The Moshiach obey if it's the Kohen Godel or the Bazdin who make the mistake again in their specific scenarios, they bring a bull. Of Avodas Kochovim, regarding the Avera of Avodas Kochovim, 
Yochid Nasi Umashiach Mevim Seire Seira. An individual, a ruler, and the Kohen Godel bring a female goat. Tzibur, a community, okay, that issue that does an Avera of Avodah Zorah based on the ruling of the Sanhedrin, maybe Par Visoir, they bring a bull and a goat, Par Lo'olovus Okay, so that's the general rule. What we've laid out for all the different scenarios of the different people, of the different or some Averas or Avodah Zorah, it's all only in a case where you'd, the, the different people would bring their different types of Chatos. That is only in a case of um, it's only, that's in a case where the Avera is Chai of Kores. That's the primary principle. If the person did the Avera on purpose, it would be Chai of Kores. Then when it's done by mistake, they would be bringing a Korban Chatos. Now, Minah Hanimili, what's the source? That, you, that it's only where you do an Avera, that's Chai of Kores. Maybe it's an Avera, any Avera that you do, you should bring a Korban Chatos. If any Avera you do by mistake, you should bring a Korban Chatos. It says, the Torah Rabbon, we learned it it says, achatos asher And the sin which they did becomes known to them. Ah, this is again when Sanhedrin make a ruling and B'nai Israel, you know, what's called the Chattas HaTzibur. It's when the Sanhedrin issue a ruling and they find out that and B'nai Israel practice based on that ruling and it turns out that they have Kores and they realize this. Rebbe Oimer Neymar Kan Oleho V'Neymar Lahalan Oleho It says over here by the passage of the Chattas Oleho V'Neymar Lahalan and it says later on by Yibum Oleho Ma Lahalan Tavur Shechavim Alzoyna Kores Vanshkigoso Chattas Just as over there sorry by the Arayos where it says Oleho, it is for something that you liable if you did it on purpose for Chattas and if you for Kores and by mistake you'd bring a Chattas. So we have the source for it, Sibur. Now, this is why we're bringing this here. This word Oleho is being used to teach us that just as Oleho over there, Badarayas is discussing a case of Kores. And chattas, so to all mitzvahs, where it would be kores, it would be chattas. But again, that's by the tzibur, the community. Moshiach minolon, what's the source? How do we know that the kohen, who makes this erroneous ruling and practices based on it, that he only brings his special power if it is an avera that's done or kores? Dixiv, as it's written, Dixiv Moshiach, the ashmas ha'am, for the guilt of the nation. It's connecting the Kohen Godel to the community. Oh, okay, fine. So not Yochid Venasi. How do we know that an individual and the ruler also only for various Arachotas? So Isis, Mitzvahs, Mitzvahs. It says Mitzvah by, I'm not going to read the Psukim now, but it, take my word for it. It says Mitzvah by an individual and it says mitzvah by nasi to connect them and it also says mitzvah by tzibur so it's connecting us in all the cases what type of mitzvah a mitzvah that would be chayav kores and then the second clause of the price which said that so too for avodah zorah you would only bring the special the special chatois for avodah zorah if it was a type of avodah zorah that you'd be chayav chatas if it was done on purpose and 
I have chorus if it was done on purpose and chattis if it was done on mistake. So tzibur b'avodot kachovim yolif ma'ena ene. We learn it out from the eyes, from the eyes which link them together. It says ma'ena by tzibur b'avodot zora, and it says ma'ena by the tzibur for other mitzvahs. So just as by the other mitzvahs, it's only shechai of chorus if it was done on purpose. So too by the only if it's chayv korek. Yochid nasi u'mashiach mevi'im nefesh achas. And a yochid nasi u'mashiach that they bring um, a korban, a special chattos for serving avodah zorah. That and it's only if it is chayv kores. That's me from the word. If anyone nefesh achas would mean anyone. Echo yochid ve'echo nasi ve'echo mashiach b'masov. Vov moisif al inyon rishon ve'yilmod tachton mina elyon. The vov connects it. Because it says, V'im nefesh achas. Yeah. So firstly, nefesh achas tells us we're discussing those three people, those three individuals, even though in some cases they distinguished in the case of Avodah Zorah, they're, they're all viewed as individuals. The second point is, it's V'im. So It's adding on to the previous discussion. So just as, and we learn out from the above to below. So above we were discussing... And let me just clarify this. Yeah. Sorry, I lost my train. Yeah. Above, we were discussing the Tzibur Bavodazora, and now we're discussing an individual Bavodazora. So, just as above, we learned that it's only for Chiyuv Kores. So, to here, it's only for a Chiyuv Kores. So, there we have um, that's Rebbe. So that's Rebbe's source again. So Rebbe came along again. We, while we're bringing this up, what are various do you bring a korban chatois for? So that we learned from um, that we learned from uh, Rebbe. So Rebbe learns that from Oleho. Sorry. What does Rebbe do with Oleho when the Rabbonin use it to teach a halacha in Yibum that an erva doesn't do Yibum, etc. Or the Tzoros don't do Yibum. So Rebbe uses it for to springboard this whole, the source for this whole discussion that you only bring Korban Chatois if it is an Avera that is Chayev um, Kores. And obviously, as we said, in the different scenarios, there's the Kohen Godel, there's the Sanhedrin, there's the King, there's the regular individual, and if it's for other Averas, Avodah but all of them have this basic trend. It's only if the Avera would be Chayev Kores. Okay, Verabonin Hayes for him in Ole. How do the Rabbana know this? Because they don't have Oleo available. They used Oleo to teach the halachas of Yibum. So what the, how are they going to know all of this? That you only bring these Korban Chatos where the Avera was on the level of um, Kores, of Kores. So he says, not gemila mida kaomri Rabbi Yeshua lebrei, like Rabbi Yeshua taught to his son. Torah achas yalochem lasosu bishkaga. There will be one Torah, one halacha for those who do it by mistake, etc. And then in the next passage says, vanefesh asher tasebi yad maramo, a soul who a person who does it with the raised hand. Now the the, the apostle continues. Um, what does he do with the raised hand? And it uses the word. Um, Someone who literally blasphemes and he will get kores. But, um, but here, Megadev blaspheme means Avodah Zorah. So it says in that Pasuk, he does Avodah Zorah. Um, 
in Chof Tes, it says there will be one rule for anyone who does these by mistake, one Torah. And then in the next Pasuk, it says someone who does Avodah Zorah and gets Kores. So he explains, it connects all the, the whole Torah, basically. All mitzvahs Just as your only it is something that if you did it on purpose, you'd get chorus, and if you did it by mistake, it's a chatos. I've called over, so to any that you would be liable if you did it on purpose for chorus, and if you did it by mistake, it's a chatos. Um, yeah, so that, sorry, so, so, so too, so just as everything is connected to Avodah Zorah, when it says, when it's speaking about the Korban Chattas, and it says anything done by mistake, is connected to the Pasuk of Avodah Zorah, Avodah Zorah, and in that Pasuk it's speaking about Chayvei, Kores, if someone does it on purpose, so so to the chattas there. So the Gemara says, so that's that would be the starting point. And now we just link all the different types of chattas together. Eshkachon yochid Moshiach. Okay, so fine. We have the source that if it's an individual, a ruler, or the kain gadol, bein ba'avodes kochavim bein b'shar mitzvahs, whether avodes or all other mitzvahs, we see that they only bring their their special korban chattas. Where it is chiyuv kores tibur avodas kochavim inayin. How do we know that if a community ends up serving avodas zara based on the ruling of the Sanhedrin that they bring a korban chatas only if it's chayve kores? So amakro v'im nefesh ayv yilmud elyon mitachton. It says we learn the the above pasuk from this lower pasuk. This lower pasuk is the individual, and it, we know that he only brings a korban chatas if it's an avera of kores or more severe. So to the above, when it's speaking about the community and where do we know that the community with other mitzvahs besides Avodah Zorah, that it also, they only bring their chatos if it's an Aveira of Kores or Mosavir. Minol, where do they know it from? Yolif They learn it as the Xerashova of Ene Ene. Okay, so we have the Rabbonin starting point for this drosha. Again, what we're learning out here is that for all the different type of chato'os, you only bring it if the Avera that was committed would be Chayev Kores, if it was done on purpose. And Chatos, if it's done by mistake. What does Rebbe do with this Torah Achas? Again, the Rabbonin learned it to say that um, um, the source that a Chatos is for an Avera that its doino is Kores. Rebbe, we haven't seen a special halacha from it. Sorry, hi, Torah Achaz, yeah. It says, Mi boy lei, like Tanya, he uses it for the following teaching. This is, again, all, this is re- regarding the, um, the Averas of Avodah Zorah. So, the Torah distinguishes between individuals who serve Avodah Zorah and where a whole city serves Avodah Zorah. Don't you remember the halacha of Irhani Dachas, where a majority inhabitants of one city serve Avodah Zorah? There's a special, um, we view it special and they get a special punishment. The individuals get skila. Therefore, their money is saved. We don't do anything to the money. Merubim, but where it's the whole city, the Irhani Dachas, beside, they put together by sword, the Fichach Mamonim Therefore, their money is destroyed as part of their punishment. Interesting. We know that even in, when putting someone to death, 
The highest category is skiller, the most severe, and a lower category is herig by sword. Now, by an individual who serves Avodah he gets the most severe punishment on himself. He gets skiller, therefore we don't affect his money. Whereas by an Irani Dachas, where they get a slightly lighter punishment on themselves, they get put to death by sword, their money has to be destroyed as part of the punishment. And so Yochel Nechlak Bekorbosem. Now since they have a different halacha in regards to how we put them to death, maybe if it's done by mistake, they bring a different type of korban. So Talmud Lomar, the Torah says, Torah achas. It will be one Torah for you. It will be one Torah. So that's what Rebbe knows the halacha. Um, again, that a Irhani Dachas also brings, each person of the Irhani Dachas also brings a regular chatos for Avodah Zorah. And what did we say that was again? A Yochid who serves Avodah Zorah brings, uh, if I remember correctly, it's a Sira. That, um, that's at the top of the page. It says, It says, wait. So he says, wait. you telling me, the only reason I know that the, with the people, the Irani Dachas, when the whole city served Avodah Zorah, by mistake, they bring the same Korban as an individual is because of the special of special Joshua Torah Achas, they would bring a different type of korban. This is my lysu. What would you have thought? What other korban would they bring? Now we're going to just give different suggestions and say, obviously none of those. This says, maybe you'll say they bring the bull that a community brings when a majority of the community practices an avayra that's high of kores. That's by other mitzvahs, not by avayra zora. So kisba, maybe you'll say it's a female sheep, not Again, it says, That's what individuals bring for other Averas, not Avodah Zorah. says, So maybe you'll say it's a male goat. He says, That only the Nasi brings for other mitzvahs. So, Maybe you'll say he brings, uh, again, these individuals of the, of the Irani Dachas bring a bull as an oila and a goat as a chatas. That's where the Tzibur serves Avodah Zorah based on a mistaken ruling of the Sanhedrin Udamais. That's where they bring it. So Ve'elamai, Se'ira. So the only option left is a Se'ira, the female sheep that are individual, Yochid, Nami, Hainu, Karbona. Well, that's the same individual as a Yochid. So sorry, a Yochid also brings a Se'ira for Avodah Zorah. But again, what do we see? That there's no real... You told me we need a special drosha to tell me that the people of the Inari Dachas who served Avodah Zorah by mistake bring the same Korban as the um, as a regular individual who serves Avodah Zorah we need a special Joshua to tell me that why do I need a special Joshua what other option is there that's why we just went through all the possibilities and said there's no other Korban that it could possibly be so he says no Itzrich we do need it you might have thought Maybe where the community, by a mistaken ruling of the Sanhedrin, bring a bull as an oiler and a sir as a chatas. These should bring the opposite. They should bring a par as a chatas and a sir la Again, because they served, again, it's a majority of a city, but they are individuals, so therefore they bring a similar korban to the community. Maybe that's what you would have thought. Inami. 
Alternatively, maybe he does have to bring a korban, but there's no korban that's right for it. I, that's a, that, in my mind, makes a lot of sense. The Torah tells us to bring korbanos for certain averas. For other averas, you can't bring a korban. There is no way to get atoned through a korban. So maybe this, where the majority of the community serve Avodah Zorah by mistake of the city. Sorry, the majority of the city serve Avodah Zorah by mistake. Maybe you're right, they need to bring a korban, but there's no korban that they can bring. Kamash Malana comes to teach us that they bring the same korban. Okay, so that ends this discussion. We've now discussed the first line of the Mishnah that a woman, an erva exempts, is exempt from Yibum, and so too her co-wives are exempt from Yibum. We discussed the source for that. We came up with two sources. We discussed why you would think you need a source for that. Isn't it obvious? Okay, we touched on all of that. We then touched the one of the primary, the primary source according to the Rabbonon for this din that uh, um, an erva and a tzoros do not fall in yibum is oleo oleo and therefore we said what does Rebbe who doesn't use it learn from it so we gone into the discussion of which averas do each in their specific scenario an individual, an individual who serves Avodah Zorah a community who does certain mitzvahs, a community who serves Avodah Zorah um, the Kohen Godel the, the Nasi all these different scenarios, you have to bring a korban chattas. What averas do they bring a chattas for? So we've just, and that what we brought, all these different droshes based on the two opinions, the opinion of Rebbe and the opinion of the Rabbonin, where they get these halachas from, that it's only for an avera that has the severity of chattas. Now we move on to the next point um, regarding that the Mishnah said there are 15 cases. Remember the Mishnah said there are 15 women who are exempt from Yibum. I, their brother could be married to them, and if the brother dies without children, he would not do yibum to them, and they exempt their co-wives. So Omar Levi, Levi, Levi said to Rebbe, Ma'aria de Tani Tezavov Lisni Tezain. Why does the Mishnah teach that they're fifteen? It should teach that they are sixteen. Omar Lei. So Rebbe responded to Levi, very strong answer. He says. It appears to me that there is no, you have no brain in your skull. You're brainless. I don't know what you're talking about. That is absolutely ridiculous. And now he explains, before we will come back to that line, he says, My what? What are you going to think? That it should add a woman who was raped by his father. I, if the brother raped, sorry, the father raped someone, and then. His brother ended up marrying that woman, and now his brother died without children. Does he do yibum to that woman? That should be the sixteenth one. Says Pluksa to Reb Yehuda Rabbanon. Kamari. That's actually a machloikes Reb Yehuda and Rabbanon whether she falls in yibum or not, and we're not dealing in machloikes. Either Mishnah, the fifteen cases that the Mishnah lists are accepted according to everyone. Whereas this case of Ima Nusus Aviv is actually whether she falls in Yibum or not, or whether she's an Erva, is a Machloikes Rebbe Yehuda and Rabbonon. And that is... Um, and that's a Machloikes Rebbe Yehuda holds that also um, that it would be forbidden to marry this woman who was raped by his father, and therefore she would be an Erva. And where's the Rabbanon hold that it is mutar? 
So the Rabbonin, if it was in the Mishnah, it would only be according to Rabbi Yehuda, and therefore he's not putting it in the Mishnah. Just to go back on this line, Levi, um, there's interesting... Uh, it's a Chavos Yoyer, I don't remember which Tshuva, but he discusses all of these cases in the Gemara where the rabbis seem to be overly harsh to each other. Like here, Rebbe said to, to Levi, your question's ridiculous. It, looks, it seems like you're brainless, what you're saying. Sounds like quite a ridiculous thing. So the Chavos Yoyer says, no, they were never actually insulting each other. Chachomim didn't behave like that. They would not insult each other. What's he doing? Levi was his Talmud, and he's trying to emphasize to Levi the correct, like, to emphasize to Levi to think more carefully, to work harder. Obviously, Levi did not take this as an insult. It was the way that Rebbe taught, because obviously Rebbe would never say something harsh or insulting to um, Levi, to one of his students. I know that, um, interesting enough, I remember that I read a story. So Rebbe Gordon was a famous, famous Rosh Shiva. He was the Rosh Shiva. He was the founding Rosh Shiva of Tells Yeshiva. And obviously, as a very well-renowned well Rosh Shiva. He was once in Slabodka, visiting in Slabodka, and he started to give a shir. And in that shir, two bochrim um, offered suggestions. I don't know, the one was a bochur of Rav Aaron Kotler, but I don't remember the other. And he gave, when they asked the question, Rav Lezer Gordon, fiery, very fiery and very, and apparently this was his way. He, he shot back. He said, uh, um... What did he say? He said he called the one a Turk and the one a you know a donkey. He gave I don't remember the exact. He gave them two different insults, and the two Bachrim were proudly arguing with each other who asked the better question based on the stronger insult. It was kind of their way of communicating with each other. If the, if you if you the Rosh Shiva would fire back with a fire response to your question, caught up in the moment again, not as an insult, but. They used to actually use it as a way to weigh up who was, how good was their question. So that's what, uh, so I think so to yeah. Levi wasn't insulted. The strong response was like, are oh, you asking something we have to discuss carefully? You know, something like that. They would take the insults prior. I know also Rabbi Rosenblum said about, uh, Rabbi Rosenblum from Emerentia. He used to say, he said about Rav uh, Soloveitchik's year. He said to ask a question of Soloveitchik, you had to have more guts than brains. And he was saying that because you ask him a question and he'd fire back very fiery, um, harsh response. Again, not out of, uh, not personal, just as the way that they spoke when they caught up in the fire of uh, discussing the Torah. Okay, but carrying on. So what did we say? Why does Levi suggested that you should teach 16 cases in the Mishnah, not 15? Rebbe says, what, were you th- what are you thinking? What, we should include a woman whose father, whose father raped. He says, if you're going to include that case in the Mishnah, that's is including it only according to Rabbi Yehuda and not the Rabbonin. And therefore, our Mishnah doesn't teach any cases that are machloikas. It says, It says, but wait, the Mishnah also teaches Isur um, Mitzvah. Those are Isure de Rabbonin. They called Isur Mitzvah. We'll see more about these. But if it's also de Rabbonin, then you don't do Yibum, but you do Chalitza. Um, that's... And Isur Kedusha, those are negative commandments. This is the important one for us at the moment, but negative commandments. Either sometimes you're not allowed to marry someone, not because they and one of the Arayos, that are Chayv Kores. You're not allowed to marry your sister. You're not allowed to marry your brother's wife. You're not allowed to marry um, your mother-in-law, etc. All these people, but those are Isur Kores. There's some people like a Mamzer, for example, you're not allowed to marry. 
Now, according to the Rabbanon, therefore, strictly speaking, you should do Yibum because Ase Doichelose say the positive commandment pushes out the negative commandment of don't do. Um, so we'll discuss that. We'll discuss exactly why we don't say Ase Doichelose and you do marry them. But either way, Isur Kedusha, they taught, whereas Rabbanon do not hold that Isur Kedusha, do not do Yibum. You have to do Chalitza, and strictly speaking, it would be Yibum or Chalitza. But again, that would be Isur Kedusha, whereas Rabbi Akiva, later on we're going to see that Rabbi Akiva says um, that doesn't hold, Rabbi Akiva doesn't distinguish between the severity of Kores or the severity of love. He says children born from either unions or Mamzerim, so therefore the Gemara wants to say that, oh, there's no distinction according to Rabbi Akiva between them and they would not fall in Yubum. So Rabbanon hold they do fall in Yubum and Rabbi Akiva holds they don't fall in Yubum. So the Gemara says, No, we're specifically discussing in our Perik. In our Perik, the women are not subject to Machloikes, but in a later Perik, they are subject to Machloikes. It says, Oh, but we're going to see, according to Beishamai, granted you can't do Yibum to your brother, to your erva, you can do Yibum to your erva's co-off. That's, again, the exact opposite of Mishnah. And Beishilil say you can't. Our Mishnah follows Beishilil, that you can't do Yibum to the Tzara of your erva. Whereas Beishamai hold, you can. Again, it's subject to Machloikes and it's taught in our Mishnah. So, Rebbe, what do you mean that it's not subject to Machloikes? To Machloikes. So, by Shammai, by Mokom, by Silal, ain't a Mishnah. By Shammai, in the place of a mish of Beis Hillel I mean, is not considered a Mishnah. I mean, we saw, obviously, Paskin like Beis Hillel, in this aspect, it's not even considered a Machloikes. Okay, now the Gemara is going to carry on another question. I'll show you another Machloikes. What about his brother's wife? Who was not in the world at the same time as him? Now we're going to bring two. We're going to contrast two cases. At first, we're only going to be dealing with the one. So I'm not sure to, but just to introduce, so we see in your mind, you start getting the idea clearer what the two cases we're going to contrast. But Aishas Ochiv is basically where one of the brothers is born after the first brother dies. Okay, so you have Ruvain and Shimon. Ruvain dies without children. And then Levi is born. Now in that case, what's the halacha? Levi, Ruvain's wife, is an erva to Levi. Because when Ruvain died and she fell to Yibum, she did not fall to Levi because he wasn't born yet. Subsequently he was born, she's already also to Levi as Eishesach and she remains Eishesach. So that's Aishas Ochiv Shalahoya Balamo, the wife of his brother who was not in the world. So we're looking at it from Levi's perspective, his brother's wife who was not in the world at the same time as him. Ruvain died before his brother Levi was born. The second scenario which we're going to bring, which is where the discussion is going to be about, because Rabbi Shimon matters this case, is if, let's say, Ruvain died without children, and then Shimon did Yibum. And then Levi was born, and then Shimon died without children. Now, as long as Levi was in existence, this woman, again, granted she was initially married to his oldest brother, Ruvain, but Ruvain had died before he was born, but as, and then she did Yibum to Shimon, and only then Levi was born. As long as Levi was in existence, this woman never ever fell to him in Yibum. It's always been his brother's Shimon's wife. So, contrary to Shimon, it's, it's not 
considered Aisha's Akhav Shalahoya Ba'olamoy, and if Shimon subsequently dies without children, that woman could fall to Levi. Let's see it inside and it will become a little bit clearer. It says, Vaho Aisha's Akhav Shalahoya Ba'olamoy, it's Aisha's Akhav who was not in existence yet. So, Tepligi Rebbe Shimon Verabonon. Uktani, Rabbi Shimon and Rabbonon argue whether she falls to Yibum, and that's taught in the Mishnah. So again, Rabbi, you told Rabbi one to say our Mishnah, all the all fifteen cases in our Mishnah, there's no machlokes. Says what about this case where Rabbi Shimon permits her in Yibum, and the Rabbonon says she's not permitted to Yibum. That is a machlokes. So the Gemara answers, Shimon. No, where. The brother was born before Yibum. Rabbi Shimon doesn't argue and holds that case is Osir. I'll come back and explain it more clearly, but let's just see. Oh, but Rabbi Shaya says that Rabbi Shimon argues in that case as well. So the case of the Mishnah must be a Machlokas. was rejected. Okay, so just to understand these three lines a bit more clearly. Um, we can ignore Rebbe Shai because he's rejected. But basically, as I said, there's two types of Aishas, Ochev Shilohoyo Ba'olamo. And in the one case, everyone agrees that she's considered an erva. What's that case? No, let's actually see it in Rashi. I think Rashi can put it across a little bit more clearly than me. He says, Hey, where Ruvain died without sons. And before Ruvain, before Shimon did Yibum, Levi was born. And while she was still bonded to do Yibum, this, this wife of the deceased brother Ruvain is standing before waiting to do Yibum. She is also to Levi, even though she's connected in Yibum and she has to do Yibum to one of Ruvain's brothers. She's also to Levi because because Levi was not born when Ruvain was alive and then Ruvain died. It says, V'yovmo Shimon, and then Shimon does Yibum, umeis below bonim, and he dies without children. Moi de Rebbe Shimon she'osru le'Levi. Rebbe Shimon agrees she's osru to Levi. Why? Hol v'nesra olav sha'as achas b'nefila rishona. Since she was osru to him, for one moment, b'nefila rishona. V'chi pligi Rebbe Shimon, and where does Rabbi Shimon argue? Sorry. Yeah. So that's again. So again, this woman, this wife of Ruvain, was standing to do Yibum, and then Levi was born. So now she is waiting to do Yibum, and she's also to Levi. In that case, she remains also to Levi, even though she subsequently does Yibum to Shimon, because she was always also to him. Aishas actually never got the permission. However, Rabbi Shimon argues, If Shimon first did Yibum to Ruvain's wife, and then Levi was born, Shimon, and then Shimon dies. Because there Levi would be allowed to do Yibum to this woman, because she did not fall to him from the Koach of Ruvain, his brother, who had already died. She never became also to him. 
she's falling to him from the Koach of Shimon. So that's the case of Now we're going to actually, so we're saying that, where are we holding at the moment? Yep, our mission is not dealing with Machloikes. Oh, the Mishnah talk, taught, that's the case where the woman, we're saying that you're right, there are two, two cases of the one case is a Machloikes. Our Mishnah is the case that is not a Machloikes. Now what the Gemara is going to do for the rest of the Hamud in a very, very tricky way, for the rest of the Amud, and just to the top of the next page, we'll start answering it. Um, it is going to say that we are dealing with the case, the Mishnah must be including the case of Aishis Ochel. Again, remember, Rebbe wanted to say that there's no Machloikis in the Mishnah. We said, oh, what about this Machloikis, Rebbe Shimon and Rabbonon of Aishis Ochel? Rebbe would learn it as the case where there's no Machloikis. Comes along, Rebbe. Um, comes along the Gomorrah and says, wait, but the Mishnah must be teaching the case where it is even a Machloikes, it's going to prove that. And then we're going to say, and no, actually, Rebbe does not hold like this Brysa. But so let's see, this is like, Rabbi Yudah said in the name of Rav Chaim Toni Rebbe Chia. And so to Rebbe Chia taught. This is the important point for us that Rebbe Chia taught it because Rebbe Chia was the Talmud of Rebbe and he most likely followed Rebbe. Now I think let's read through this Amud. So we don't get bogged down in the discussion. And then we'll come back and discuss it. So he says, Why? In every single one of the 15 cases of the Mishnah, I can apply the teaching to the Mishnah later, which says you can have one of the women forbidden to the one brother and permitted to the other brother, and the other one permitted to the first brother and forbidden to the second brother. And you can have a case where these two sisters, that do Yibum, can do Chalitza or Yibum. I, that's the case, as I said, I don't want to go into the case right now, but what do we see? There's a case where that case can apply to all 15 cases in the Mishnah. Now, the Rabbi Yehuda says when they said that, it means all fifth, when they said it applies to all 15 of the Arias mentioned in the Mishnah. They don't mean by the first six. Why? Since when it speaks about his daughter, it must be in a case of rape. Well, we're only dealing with the case of marriage and not a case of rape. I Here, oinsin rape means out of wedlock, but it uses the word rape I, out of that list. Lo Kamari, we're not dealing with that case. So we're not going to discuss bito. Again, the only way that you can have a man's brothers in, in the scenario above, where it's two sisters, one forbidden to the one brother and one forbidden to the other brother, it can only work with, um, with oinsin, with the daughter from a rape, not a daughter from a marriage. So therefore he says that, that wouldn't be taught in the list this in this teaching it would not be taught. For Abaya Matargem Abaya explains no af bitomanusosa kimin the ashkuche mishkachlo e boy minanusin tahave e boy minanusin tahave. Abaya says no, it's including the case of daughter. Because whether the case of rape will we have it, or the case of marriage, and we have it. But either way, it can fit in with the teaching, with the above teaching. But they would not include, they would not say 15 aras, they would say 14 aras, because they would not include my timer, what's the reason? 
Since, according to Rabbi Shimon, we find that scenario, and according to Rabbanon, we do not find that scenario, we're not dealing with Machloikes. And we're not dealing with Machloikes. Again, as we've just said at the top of the page, according to Rabbi Shimon, there's a case of Eishas Achiv Shalohoyo Ba'olamo, where he can marry, where he can do Yibum. And there's a case of Eishas Achiv Shalohoyo that everyone agrees to, that you could not do Yibum. Um, so that, since it's a machloikes, it's not the one, it's not being taught. So it could only work. Yeah, since it could only work according to Rabbi Shimon and not according to Rabbanon, we're not going to teach that case. Apply that rule. It says um, You could establish it as this case, and it would fit in with the six brothers according to Rabbi Shimon, the Simon Neich. And the way to remember it, how would you get the case where it could apply with Aisha Sakhim Shalayabam with Rabbi Shimon, is Mace Noilad Vyabam, Mace Noilad Vyabam, where you have a death, a, a birth, and Yibum, a death, a birth, and Yibum. So you have six, a six level procedure. Ella, um, so, so what, again, this is the question of the Gomorrah. We see that Rabbi Chia which again we want to say is the same opinion as Rebbe, because why would he argue on his Rebbe in this scenario, says, we said in all 15 cases of the Mishnah, you can apply the rule of Hasur Lezeh Muteris Lezeh, Hasur Lezeh Muteris Lezeh, you can apply that rule to all 15 cases, but you can only apply to the case of if you learn like Rebbe Shimon. So the Mishnah must be including the case of Rebbe Shimon, which is a contradiction on the principle that Rebbe said earlier, there is no Yibum. So the Rebbe, so the Gemara, sorry, yeah, there is no case, it is a case of Machloikes, the Gemara says, no, the Rebbe, honey, klale, lay, slay. No, Rebbe doesn't necessarily hold for that principle. Again, you wanted to tell me that the principle of the woman who's mutar to there is also to there, and the woman who's also to there is mutar to there, to this one. Um, that to all 15 women, Rebbe doesn't hold this, it's relevant to all 15 women. So you had to say it's relevant to all 15 women, you had to include the case that only Rebbe Shimon holds about, of but the Rabbanon would say is still Asur, that's not taught according to Rebbe Shimon. Okay, um, so we're still holding with that opinion, we're going to discuss it a bit more, we're going to bring other answers in the next year. But that opinion um, does not apply. Rebbe would not hold for that opinion. So again, we stand by Rebbe's principle that there's no machloikis in the Mishnah, as we've explained. Now let's just analyze this case of, I know it's a bit of a long shir, but I think rather not have to leave it for tomorrow. Aishas of Asura Lezem or Teres Lezem. So it's quite a tricky case, but we'll do as best as we can. So the first one is, if there were four brothers... And two of those brothers married two sisters and then died. What's the halacha there? So again, you have Reuben, Shimon, Levi, Yehuda. And 
They married two sisters, Rachel. Two of those brothers married two sisters, Rachel and Leah. And then they, those, two of the, those two brothers died. Now those two sisters fall in Yibum to the two remaining brothers. But now they each have a Zika. Remember that connection. And that Zika is considered a semi-marriage. So let's just take one of the remaining brothers, Levi. Levi can't do Yibum to the one sister because it's like doing Yibum to his sister's wife because he kind of is married to the other sister. He has a zikah to her. And he can't do yibum to, the, to that woman because he kind of has a zikah to the other sister. So it's kind of like doing yibum to his brother's wife. So that would be the case of four brothers, two sisters falling to each other. He can't do yibum to either of them. And so to the the fourth brother also can't do Yibum to either of them. Again, because it's Poga Bazikoso, it's trying to do Yibum to, to the sister of a woman he has a, a Zika to, which is similar. It's kind of like trying to do Yibum to a woman, to your wife's sister, which as we know is one of the rise. You're not allowed to do Yibum to your wife's sister. So that's the basic scenario. However, if one of those were also to the one brother, then she does not fall in Yibum to him. And therefore, he has no zikah to her and he could marry the other one. So just for example, let's say, so again, you had Ruvain and Shimon married to two sisters. One of those sisters were the mother-in-law of the brother Levi. Now, Ruvain and Shimon die without children. Those two women fall in Yibum to Levi. Now, the one woman is his mother-in-law. So remember, mother-in-law, Eva, does not fall in Yibum. He has no zikah to her, so he can do Yibum to the other woman's wife. Now, if you have that scenario with the two brothers, Hamuteres Lezer, Osu Lezer, well, sorry, as it, yeah, Vasur Lezer, Muteres Lezer. So if one of those women are an Eva to the one to Levi, and one of those women are an Eva to Shimon, Sorry, to Yehuda. Then Levi and Yehuda could each do Yibum on the other woman. Because again, you only perform, they only create a zikah between a woman you could do Yibum to. Okay. Now, Rashi, and this is what this long Rashi, it's basically the whole page is Rashi, going through all 15 cases in the Mishnah and showing how we can apply this halacha of Forbidden to this one, permitted to that one. Permitted to this one, forbidden to that one. Let's just see it with the diagram. We'll do one example of mother-in-law more carefully with the diagram. And then we'll do the example of which as I said is quite tricky because remember that Again, firstly, it only works according to Rabbi Shimon. And secondly, as we said, it's got that double simon. So we're going to have to come on to six brothers. The simon is Meis Noilad V'yavom. The one brother dies, another brother is born, and then he does Yibum. Meis Noilad V'yibum. One brother dies, the other brother is born, and then he does Yibum. So that's the very tricky case. Um, but let's try see this inside. So I'm just going to open the diagrams. Let's start with... Um, let me just think. So I mentioned, mother, as I said, Rashi goes through all 15 of the Arayos and shows how you can apply this in all those cases. So let's just go to um, number, case number 7 in the Mishnah, which is mother-in-law, because that's the one Rashi mentions first. Um, okay, so he's mother-in-law. 
So here we have, don't know how clearly you can see, let me make it a drop bigger. Okay, so you have, these are the four brothers, Ruvain, Shimon, Levi, and Yehuda. Um, and you have, Rachel and Leah are sisters. I don't know if you can see, can you see the mouse where I'm pointing? Okay, so again, so Reuven and Shimon, Shimon Levi are brothers. Rochel and Leah are sisters. Rochel has a daughter, Hannah, and Leah has a daughter, Shifra. Levi marries, sorry, um, no, Levi marries Rochel, and Yehuda marries Leah. So again, you can see we're getting tricky. Now, Levi's mother-in-law is Chana, and Yehuda's mother-in-law, sorry, I got yeah, and Yehuda's mother-in-law is Leah, sorry, is Shifra. Yehuda married Leah, and therefore his mother is Shifra. Now, the other two brothers... Sorry, I think I got it wrong. Let me just say, Rachel Leah Achios, Rachel Bas Chano, Ule Leah Bas Shifra, VeYikach Levi Es Rachel. Levi married Rachel, VeYehuda married Leah, VeRuvain married Chana, and Shimon married Shifra. Yeah, so these dark arrows are who they married first time. Okay, then Levi and Yehuda died without children. Okay, so what do we have? We have Rochel and Leah falling to Ruvain, falling in Yibum because their husbands, Levi and Yehuda, died. The problem is, so let's just look at from Ruvain's perspective. So we have Rochel and Leah falling to Ruvain. Now, Rochel can't fall to Ruvain because Ruvain is married to her daughter. So it's his mother in law. Ruvain's mother in law is Rochel. So, so of Leah and Rochel who fall to Ruvain, he only has a zikah. So theoretically he could do Yibum or Chalitza to Leah. But again to Rochel, she's his erva, she's his mother-in-law. And if we look at it from Shimon's side, so when Rochel and Leah fall in Yibum, Leah is falling to Shimon as his mother-in-law. His, his wife is Shifra and Leah is his mother-in-law. So she can't do Yibum, so she says no Zika. So he only has a Zika to Rochel. And therefore, what do we see? We see the woman who is permitted to this one, to Shimon, is also to Ruvain. And the woman that is permitted to Ruvain, Leah, is also to Shimon. So each of the brothers can do Yibon and Chalitza to the other woman. And that's how you have this case of the woman who are forbidden to the one, permitted to the other, and permitted to that one is, sorry, for, permitted to that one is forbidden to that one. That's the scenario by Aishas, um by Chamoisa. As I said, Rashi goes through all cases. And this is again that strange language of the one who is forbidden to this one is the one that is permitted to this one is also to this one and the one that is also to this one is permitted to that one okay i said it the wrong way around but that's the that's that scenario now let's go to as i said much uh, trickier um and as i said this only works out according to rebbe shimon 
Um, if we had another, I guess, probably 40 minutes, we can go through all 15. But I think you get the idea of this contrast where the way that two the brothers married, they each married the erva of their brother, but the other brothers married someone they could marry. So when the two women fall in Yibum, they can end up both doing Yibum and Chalitza to the other to a different brother's wife. Okay, now this case, as I said, is more tricky. And it can only work out according to Rabbi Shimon. So just before we go through the tricky scenario of how it works out in a case of Hasura Lezeh Muteris Lezeh, Hasura Lezeh Muteris Lezeh, before we fit it into that case, just the basic case that Rabbi Shimon permits is again, firstly, we have that contradiction. Sorry, we have that the standard case of Aishas that everyone agrees is Osur, is where you have Ruvain dies without children, his wife falls in Shimon to Levi, in, his wife falls in Yibum to Shimon, before Shimon does Yibum, Levi is born. Now, Ruvain's wife has not done Yibum, so she's waiting to do Yibum, but she can't do Yibum to Levi, because Ruvain died before Levi was born. So Shimon does Yibum to her, and she remains also to Levi forever. According to Rabbi Shimon, Rabbi Shimon however, if Ruvain died, then Shimon did Yibum to his wife, and then Levi was born, this woman who was Ruvain's wife and is now married to Shimon through Yibum, was never in Yibum before Levi, because she was already done Yibum to Shimon before Levi was born. She was already, she was never standing in Yibum before Levi that she became also to Levi. When Levi's born, she is Aishas Shimon, and therefore she doesn't fall. According to Rabbi Shimon, she could fall in Yibum to Levi. So now, with that understanding, okay, we have Ruvain, Shimon, Levi, and Yehuda. These four brothers. Ruvain, Shimon, Levi, and Yehuda. And we have two sisters, Rochel and Leah. Ruvain married Rochel, and Shimon married Leah. Then, Ruvain died without children. Sorry, something just blinded. Sorry, one second. Um, Ruvain... Uh, okay. Ruvain died without children. Where was that? That's here. Ruvain died without children. Then, his wife, Rochel, falls in Yibum to Levi, to Shimon, Levi, and Yehuda. But, well, actually not in Shimon because it's his wife's sister. Shimon's wife's sister is Rochel. So she falls in Yibum to Levi and Yehuda. And before she does Yibum to Levi or Yehuda, Yisachar is born. Now Rochel, since she's waiting to do Yibum, and a new brother is born, one that was not alive at the time that she fell to Yibum, I at the time Ruvain died, she does, she's Aishas Ochel Shelohoyo Ba'olamos, so she's not allowed to ever marry or do Yibum to Yisachar. And then Levi does Yibum to Rochel. Okay, now we're going to switch to the Asad. Then Shimon dies without children. Leah falls in Yibum to Yehuda and Yisachar, but not Levi, because Levi has done Yibum to 
Rachel, so Levi's, so Leah is Levi's wife's sister. So again, Leah is falling before Yehuda and Yisachar. But before Leah does Yibom to Yisachar Yehuda, Zavulun is born. Now Leah is always also to Zavulun. Why is Leah always also to Zavulun? Because she was waiting to do Yibum, and Yibum was born, but her husband Shimon had died before Zavulun was born, so she's Aishas Achiv Shalahoyaba So therefore Yehuda does Yibum to Leah. So where we're holding at the moment, we have just four, we have four brothers, Levi, Yehuda, Yisachar, and Zvulun. Levi and Yehuda, Levi has done Yibum to Rachel, and Yehuda has done Yibum to Leah. Yisachar can marry Leah because he was born when Shimon died, and she fell to Yibum. Zvulun cannot do Yibum to Leah because Zvulun was, um, they were Zvulun was born. After Shimon died, but before Leah had done Yibum. And Rachel, same reason, can't do Yibum to Yisachar. So then, um, Levi and Yehuda die without children. So now Levi and Yehuda die without children. Rachel and Leah fall in Yibum, theoretically to Yisachar and Zvulun. But as we pointed out, Rachel, so we have Rachel, let's just look at Yisachar's side. We have Rachel and Leah falling to Yisachar. Yisachar is Aishas Achim Shalahoyaba to Rachel. So he can do Yibum. So there's no Zika. Remember, where it's an Erva, there's no Zika. No bond is created. So he can therefore do Yibum to Rachel's sister Leah. And from the other side, Zavulun. Zavulun can't do Yibum to Leah because it's Aishas Achim Shalahoyaba But therefore, even though it's two sisters that are waiting to do Yibum from two brothers, she can do Yibum to. Um, she can do Yibum to he, he, yeah, he can do Yibum to Rachel so that's how we get the two brothers can each do Yibum to one of the two sisters because the one that is Mutar to him one is Mutar to him and Osir to him and to the other brother the other one is Mutar and Osir so that is the case of with two brothers and two sisters where it could be allowed you do have to come on to six brothers Sorry, with four initial brothers and then two new brothers born. And again, that's as we said. What's the way to remember it? Mace. Because Ruvain died. Then Yisachar was born. And then Levi did Yibum. And then Mace again. It happened again. Shimon died. Zvulun was born. And Yehuda did Yibum. Again, that only works according to Rabbi Shimon. Because according to Rabbi Shimon, if the woman is already done Yibum, by the time the next brother is born, and that's Zvulun's relationship with Rachel. When Zvulun was born, Levi had already done Yibum to Rachel. So he only ever knew Rachel as Levi's wife. Therefore, he can do Yibum to Rachel. According to Rabbonin, since when she initially fell in Yibum from Ruvain, Zvulun was not born. It's still Aishas Achisha Aloha Yobo Okay, as I said, it's a very tricky piece. I hope I managed to clarify it a little bit, but we'll leave it there for today.